Well, my guest today is a very soft-spoken gentleman. He's young, talented, and also a lot of hardworking. I would say, very not very easy to get in, uh, get hold of him, uh, to catch up with him, or because uh, and that's not him being too proud or arrogant. It's just that he's caught up with different things. He runs a club called the Community Club of India (CFCI), uh, Community Football Club of India, and. Uh, If you are part of Mumbai football, you definitely know this man. And if you don't, uh, it's a shame. But we have got it covered for you because this episode, uh, we have none other than Siddharth Sabapati, and you're listening to the Totally Indian Football Show with me, your host, Siddharth. Siddharth, thank you so much. I know. I think we are doing this in a time where he's back from Bangalore. He also has commitments with volleyball, not just uh, football. He's part of the Ahmedabad Defenders team. Uh, thank you so much for taking time out. And uh, this was long due. Right, I think we've caught up many times. Uh, we've been friends for some time now, uh, but it, for me, it's really a joy to get someone like you on the show because you've done really good work on the ground level. So thank you so much and welcome. Thank you, thank you, Siju, for inviting me on the show. It's a pleasure to be here, and uh, I hope that the viewers and everyone who listens to this podcast will be able to find some value out of the conversation that we have. And again, once again, I think you gave a really exaggerated, I would say. Uh, Uh, introduction about me, but I am thankful for that. And once again, happy to be on this podcast. Thank you. Now, just you being modest here, but let's get to the conversation, right? Uh, how did the journey of sports or football specifically start for you, and how did it all begin? So, if I had to answer that question, probably I'll have to go ten years back during my college days. Uh, I was playing football just for recreation, not uh, any aims or ambition of taking it professionally. Me and my friends is playing in the MFA second division, and we kind of realized that uh, there isn't enough in terms of talent identification and a pathway for talent progression at the grassroots level. So we found that to be a structural problem. Uh, somewhere we wanted a solution to it. Uh, Albert, I would say more selfishly because we also wanted to kind of progress and grow in the. Field of this, I mean, in football. So I and my friend or my colleague right now in my office, my co-founder in my company, we just discussed an idea. We thought we'll start a football league, and uh, we were staying in the suburb of Mumbai called Velepale, and uh, that's where we thought, okay, we'll start a league for football, and uh, we started a league called Velepale Premier League. The idea was to get everyone together as a community and create a football-based community. So we got some owners on board. Uh, we registered players. We did an auction. uh things like that and uh, it was fictional points that we sold players on and we did it for the under 21 category that was basically the age group that we belonged to at that time and that league kind of picked up really well and we saw a lot of uh people get involved into the league a lot of the players who are playing currently uh for the likes of Renia Fernandez and a lot yeah. of the other players who played that league at that time and that's how we got into the sport and that's how i particularly got into the sport and uh, uh i mean alongside playing then i realized that there is Uh, a lot more things that i can do on a management level lot more uh, value adds i can create and uh, from one thing led to another from running the league i ended up studying sports management then i started to work for a sports company came back and i thought that probably i can start something on my own and that led to the creation of an academy and to whatever i'm doing right now so uh, i mean to say and answer that question in terms of how i started everything started with that league uh the velepale premier league and at a community level so it has it has some really interesting and amazing stories but again that's how it shaped me as an individual as i progressed into yeah uh, i think that's one thing i missed out on mentioning in the intro but uh, velepale league is something that's that really picked on well as you mentioned and uh, at i mean you were what barely 19 20 yeah, we started i was 18, 18 but yeah right? so uh 
you want to play you were playing and you were like are kuch hai nahi structured for that age category and you want to do this but it's not i don't think it was that easy right you saw ki structure nahi hai like okay let's just start something a league because to start a league like you mentioned that you had uh, sponsors you had people coming on board uh, you had auction of players how did you just create all this on paper before actually taking it on ground i mean we didn't plan all of those things at one go it just happened one by you know one one after another i could say probably when we started it the idea was just to create something which has some sort of visibility yeah. at least people come and watch it maybe we kind of create some sort of video content or digital content through it and share it across to people so that many clubs and everyone else knows that we also play football that was right. the only intention behind starting the league uh also for a fact that we wanted everyone to look cool in jerseys and put some lights on and things like that but other other than that the idea was for us to get more visible uh but i would say that we got some brilliant support from people all around the community of villeparle they were very very supportive we got a lot of people involved into the sport and everyone then wanted to add value to the game so somebody said i can get sponsorship somebody said you know what i can get better owners somebody said you know what uh, we can make this even more better and more ideas led to the league becoming more and more organized more and more structured and that's how we we were able to do it and one big thing about the league was it involved a lot of youngsters who were actually in their colleges who actually volunteered to do work so we had a lot of volunteers who actually came in it was heartening to see because they were in there for the money or they were in there yeah. for the they were there solely for the passion of the game and they actually contributed a lot to the league growing so we had a group of around 15 to 20 people who used to get together every year in the month of may and then we used to create something like this league and it was really exciting for everyone look forward to it every year right now coming to the fact that this league grew right popularity wise and this thing and it i think it's a great example for community driven something right and mumbai football now when we look at it yes there's mumbai city at this point and there's there's always been a king cray and the other clubs but there's been like a gap and we we see the history if you really dig down but i think kids nowadays don't know uh, or maybe are not aware of the fact that mumbai had like a legacy of football uh, in the heart of the city with the rovers cup with uh, the big names and clubs coming down and playing here kupri used to be sold out and somewhere we still struggle to kind of fill out a mumbai football in our times right uh, how do you see what changed because you are someone who've been there in this side of the generation right uh, where you probably can see what has happened or what didn't happen and if we have something like a vile parley league the success of that uh, where people coming out and saying why can't mumbai probably adopt something that way all across the city because it's a huge huge city and you really cannot one club cannot really contain uh, the whole uh, mammoth that the city is so what do you have seen those changes and what do you make of where are we right now i mean uh, it's it's i would say to answer that question probably one has to realize that uh, if you really want to create some sort of a relevance or a fan following for a particular club they need to kind of relate to an area or a locality or something like that right unfortunately our structure doesn't really have clubs with names which people or players or you know fans can relate to yeah uh, unlike if you see in the european uh, football structure or anywhere else across the world for that matter they have got uh, club names after a location or after a geographical area right. basically so it becomes very easy for the people around there to have some sort of relevance you can create a derby you know a rivalry between two clubs all these are a possibility yeah uh, unfortunately in our structure it's not a possibility because of the fact that the clubs are named after mostly people or just like random names mm. uh i think that may change in the years to come we are seeing a small sort of 
change towards that with the new set of owners coming in or the new generation of owners who are coming in mm. who are particularly more focused towards creating like a brand more so than just a club so i think that may change once that changes probably we will see like uh, more people getting involved in the sport uh, i mean even for example uh, say mumbai city is there yes before we had more clubs in maharashtra like yeah. we had the a uh, few clubs in pune now there are not many clubs left yeah. so at the end of the day uh, people are not able to relate to clubs you can't right. really have clubs named after people is what i personally feel and i don't want to quote examples as such but there are many prevalent right now in the association as well which are named after a certain individual mm. or a certain entity so it becomes very difficult for people to follow it and they can't really garner such sort of a fan following so i think particularly if football has to grow as a sport then it really needs to create those sort of rivalry matches like for example andheri versus velepalle would be yeah. a good derby to watch or kandivali borivali or maybe somewhere in navi mumbai will have say avashi versus sanpada would be mm. something exciting so something like that that creates sort of a you know an excitement for the people to go and look forward to and also it should really create some sort of interest in the younger generation they would want to represent their locality or their generation yeah. sorry or their club for mm. that matter so that really matters that's what that's what i personally feel when you started speaking about the fact that how you kind of led to what led you to vile parle league you mentioned about the talent identification and the fact that there's enough potential but there's nobody actually going out there and, and spotting these guys mm-hmm. and then bringing them up to a structured pathway do you think again i think maybe similar question i'm asking you uh but as you mentioned right now for avashi to play a sanpada or a burivli versus even a town right? you mm-hmm. have the south bombay and the suburbs Do you think a local league like a Vele Parle can be born in every part of the thing? And is sure. how difficult or challenging is that? Maybe some you know MFA can do it, or you know I know they the lot that they are already doing. Correct. But how of a what a big task would that be? I mean, well, how do you see that? I mean, it can be done. It it completely depends on individuals who reside in that area and how much are they kind of. having the passion for the game so for example if they are really really fueled by the passion for the game they may want to start something like we did in our area mm. and then you can of course invite players from the other localities also to come and play in it there is already a borivali league going on yeah. uh, there is a league in bandra which is going on so multiple areas have actually kind of uh, you could say emulated or recreated a similar league to the velepalle league there is a league in kalina going on a yeah. league in wakola going on so there are multiple leagues happening it's just that they are not Uh, you know aligned with each other in a in a way that would make it more humongous in terms of its structure so right now i mean though the leagues are happening they really don't they aren't they aren't really connected right. as such so once that connection kind of occurs it will be more better for the sport and also in terms to answer the question for talent progression pathway it becomes more easier because obviously if all of them are aligned we can create data points from that yeah. you know we can create statistics in terms of the top goal scorers or the top assists or yeah. things like that and then those data points can be then shared to uh, clubs that are playing in the elite division or yeah. the senior most top tier of mumbai football yeah uh you mentioned that there were many stories at birth from vile parle league and as it progressed uh, whether it's any of playing or the other players if you can just share some anecdotes something that you even to till today you'll always remember that something that happened uh, any kind of stories that you can take us through sure i mean uh, for one of our finals probably in the 5th or the 6th year we had close to around 1500 to 1800 people who had come in to watch a community based league which was kind of unheard of for us wow. uh, i mean that's the kind of crowd which normally a professional league or maybe somewhere a semi professional league uh, which kind of caters to you know amateur or professional athletes sometimes get that crowd yeah. for a non cricket sport once in a while so for us to get some a crowd around 1500 to 1800 to get the sponsorship from the likes of saraswat bank gatorade idea hmm. these kind of brands kind of believing in us was something really huge 
we never thought that uh, the potential for grassroots sport will be this much yeah. and also the consumption for grassroots sport will be that much in terms of the local people coming in and watching the game we never and believed that which year was this this was probably this was in the year 2015 14 rather and uh, that's when this happened and we started in 2010 so yeah. slowly and steadily it progressed one of the other things was uh, this interesting story which i'll share is about uh, in the second season uh, Bappi Lehri had come to watch our finals and uh, it was the halftime and the score was 0-0 uh, between both the teams. It was a closely contested game and uh, from our side we had kept a prize money of 25,000 for the winners and Bappi Lehri then announced and it's a 7-side league, the mm. Vilepali league that used to happen. So Bappi Lehri announced that you know this game is getting really uh, boring and it's mm. not really creating that sort of a buzz for the crowd that has come in to watch the game. So he said from my side I'll, I'm ready to give 50,000 to the winners. So the teams that had actually gone onto the field they came back they huddled up and they kind of then started to discuss plans on how they want to do it and the score ended up like 4-1 or something. The second half saw, saw like five goals. Mm. and because obviously it played a big role and that created like a crazy buzz because uh, all of a sudden the prize money catapulted to 75,000 which was yeah. like a crazy amount and everyone became like too happy about it. Mumbai Mirror covered it the next day. All of this happened in 2011 and it was really really cool and uh, I mean it was a great gesture from him but at the same time it also created enormous buzz among yeah. people. So ne next year everyone started to say that you know what 25,000 isn't a motivational uh, prize money offering can we increase it we are ready to pin, uh, put in some money or mm. things like that and then we increased it slowly the purse to 50 and then 75 and then 1 lakh towards the last 2-3 uh, years so it was crazy uh, motivation for a lot of young players right. and the league used to be an under 21 league so uh, what we also somewhere solved was this uh, big problem that is always there prevalent uh, in our structure is the fact that the school football level is you know kind of structured well but then there is nothing that happens at the college level so from yeah. school you directly just join a club and that's about that yeah. so we kind of cater to this under 21 category the idea was to give them more matches uh, ensure that there is a proper progression pathway from school to an elite structure so that helped uh, I mean we just gave them a platform at the end of the day it was their hard work but at the end of the day for us the idea was to give them a platform and visibility that's right. what we did well, uh, thanks to the late Bappida over there. He's He not only made waves in the music industry, but that's one thing he did uh, for football in, in Mumbai in Absolutely. some way or the other, right? For it to grow. Uh, coming to where it... How did you come to CFCI and how did Sportco come into being? You mentioned that you've also done sports management course. So was that something that began from there or how did that... I mean, I wasn't really planning to do sports management. For me, it was about just working in sports was used thing and I was just learning by working and getting experience. Uh, whilst doing that I connected to certain people and then I got this wonderful opportunity uh, to the German consulate to study in Leipzig uh, about sports management. That was a great opportunity and I'm thankful to both ITK as well as the German consulate for this opportunity. Uh, after coming back from the course, uh, I was planning to rejoin the company that I was working for before uh, going to Germany. Uh, then I realized, you know, might as well there is a potential for me to start something on my own. I was obviously very apprehensive because I don't really belong to a business kind of a family. And uh, I discussed with my friend who was part of, uh, was with me during when I, even when I started Delhi. And we both had a conversation about uh, should we do this because we really feel that there is a potential to start something. And not just that, we actually wanted to kind of create a better structure because the league was there, but we wanted to create something for the younger generation. Like, yeah the upcoming footballers. So then we said, okay, let's start a, an academy because there was this turf which was nearby, which we realized that there isn't training happening there. And one thing led to another from training at one turf. Then we went to a school 
then we started to train a school then we kind of multiplied academies uh, we already had teams in the second and the third division of the mfa uh, we actually then helped them to progress and then that's how we started to create like a structure right and at this point i think the biggest news from this year i think even you probably would consider as a personal big win is i mean someone from being a mumbai football i consider as a big win uh srinidhi fc has you know has a partnership now with uh cfci and it is it is a great news i think uh, i was like why is there no more buzz around it? you know i just so happened to see it but the reason i say why is the big win is you know the i know them uh, i know the fact that we've had their technical director on the show as well and i have a good friend as a media manager in tanai um they're doing some good work Absolutely. at the ground level right it's one thing to have money and other thing is how do you use that resources uh, to put in there and they have their own facility in hyderabad right. they're definitely giving the run for the money for the isl side there um how did that partnership come by and if you can take us to something behind the scenes how did it all develop sir i think one of the reasons why that partnership happened is because of uh, one of our senior coaches maitreya he's he was doing zay license with fabio who is uh, oh, okay uh, and they had a discussion and uh, somewhere they aligned uh, the fact that you know what our players here need more opportunity obviously we've been kind of uh, you can say uh, actually giving or feeding a lot of players to mumbai city yes uh, at the same time we felt that our players need more opportunity to you know showcase their talent yeah. and get an opportunity so they had a discussion and fabio felt this is a good opportunity for both of us and then we had a discussion we aligned uh, ourselves on the goals or the objectives that we would want to plan as a club and that's how we did it it's basically a, a talent scouting partnership where srinidhi will come to mumbai uh, try to choose players or we will have send our players for a camp to right. uh, the hyderabad facility and then they can train with their coaches for a week or so they can actually uh, you know help them become better yeah. if they feel they're already good they may probably absorb them into their own structure so it's a win win situation for both of us for us especially because it's a great opportunity for our players to kind of progress and that's what we want as a club as an academy because we want more and more players from our team to go and progress and represent uh, you know better clubs yeah. larger clubs with a better structure uh, and, and that's how it happened and and we think it it can really help our team and not just our team probably we are also ready to you know help out other teams as well if they want to kind of use this ladder system to feed players to strenidi not just strenidi but just the fact that they will give their players a better yeah. opportunity to yeah. progress and when this partnership was developed and you were talking about it fabio was here in town what is the response from the parents like i'm sure because you also have a different age categories you have kids and sure. their parents uh suddenly now i also see the buzz among the young ones and their parents coming to the stadium watching the matches like you know you see a mumbai city match True. uh i think for people like you and me it's overwhelming to see for outsiders it's like are abhi bhi stadium bhar nahi raha but now the whole point make brings a smile to our face is the young kids coming with their parents and they are discussing they're talking i have had i'm sure even you had story so what was the response uh, from the parents like and how positive are they about this development so so primarily the strinidhi partnership focused on the under 13s the under 15s somewhere the under 17s but ideally the under 13 and under 15 is like this age where the parents are very apprehensive about what's going to be the actual future yeah. for the player till around under 11 it's all fun and games and they're okay the kids yeah. having fun but then under 13 when the player actually tells his parents or kind of discloses to his parent that he wants to make a career in the sport that's when they start really asking questions they felt that you know this partnership on board is a good thing because if in case they want to support their child in terms of making you know a career in football then they felt that this partnership will play a pivotal role or a big role in actually 
helping their child you know kind of achieve their own his or her ambition hmm. so they felt that that is a brilliant thing for them and also at the same time they were happy that we are actually exploring more opportunities for the children uh because we could easily be a club that's shut you know just happy with what we are doing but we are not with that mindset yeah. for us it's all about ensuring that our players get the next step or the next ladder in their progression so the parents also know that uh, for a fact that you know till the time they can't achieve their next progression we are there to kind of support and help them uh, in their journey but once they become better and better and better and then they maybe represent mumbai or maharashtra then of course we want them to get better opportunities uh, that may sound as very you know uh, selfless in terms of not focusing on our own club but then at the end of the day till the time we are not there in the i league or the isl or yeah. in the top tier for us it's a very natural thing to do is about creating players and feeding them yeah. to better clubs who yeah. have a better structure i think no. that's also a bit more sustaining sustainable yes. model in indian football yeah. rather coming to the whole mumbai football scenario again yes emfa has been doing stuff but i somehow also feel that you know it's it's maybe it's not enough right uh, because again it, it's also up to all of all of us all of us who play whatever role that we play in it uh, to kind of build it and ground and right. i think the major problem is a ground facility yes. and the ground availability in a city like Correct. bombay as you can probably see that every part of the city is now dug up uh, <laughs> so that being the challenge how can one maneuver around it because it is a city with a lot of potential uh, i mean we even take the neighboring districts for example mm-hmm. like athane or even navi mumbai for that matter you have a lot of more boundaries to kind of grow and have more potential and there should be more players from mumbai coming out and playing whether it's for mumbai or the other teams uh, where do we where do you see that we are headed to and do you see it's in a good time right now as compared to before because like i said you've been there seen Correct. all of those through all these years so where are we right now with regards to football in mumbai see uh, i would say I mean to answer that question we'll have to break it down into parts yeah so firstly sure. we'll have to understand that the culture has exponentially increased Uh, the participation levels have increased uh, from what participation used to be in grassroots sports to even amateur leagues like the yeah. senior men's and the senior women's teams uh, the number of players who participate has increased the numbers of number of players who play the sport has increased tremendously and that's because of the fact that of course a lot of footballs now being shown on tv we have multiple leagues yeah. not just the isl the premier league the la liga so many other leagues that are being shown on tv and the fact that there is that excitement level and we are slowly inching towards a more culture which is more uh, towards sport yeah. of and especially football in this case yeah. and also amateur leagues have also contributed a lot to this happening so from a culture point of view yes it's been a tremendous growth from a participation point of view yes absolutely uh, from an infrastructure point of view we've had infrastructure the problem is accessibility yeah we are not getting accessible grounds at an affordable cost that's right. another issue so if we are able to somehow find ways in which we can get you know maybe schools rent their ground at an accessible yeah. cost or you know the problem is because all the schools or all the colleges or all uh, in all of these facilities are doing are renting the ground for a multiple purpose yeah. maybe one of them is you know probably for a marriage or for yeah. a function and at the same time they're renting it out for football too what they fail to realize is a uh, playing football for an hour or a few hours won't give you the same amount of revenue as uh, for you know renting out for a marriage or a function somewhere they equate both yeah and then they realize oh, okay i'm earning you know yeah. x amount from yeah. this and i should earn the same amount of money from renting it out for a football ground too so somewhere i think what one or what these facilities need to understand is 
for the sport to grow the ground has to be at an accessible cost or at an affordable cost and it also has needs to have accessibility hmm. so for example parking space or you know uh, changing rooms all of these things are a mandatory thing for someone to play a sport like football so many of them have grounds but there is no parking space or there is no changing rooms and then you can't really go out and play it is not uh, it is not actually promoting the sport in the right way so i feel uh, from an association perspective also we've had some tough time with the fact that the parel ground is not available yeah. which was one of the key grounds for yeah. a lot of the matches that were held many years ago now that ground probably will be done by the next year early early next year once that ground is available we have one more ground yeah. which can kind of take the load also what uh, one needs to understand is the fact that since participation has exponentially increased there aren't enough grounds to kind of accommodate, accommodate that load yeah. so once probably we'll have the parel ground opened up and maybe one more ground then i'm sure that the number of leagues will have a more smooth functioning and right. we will not have irregularity in the scheduling also the scheduling will also become better yes and one more thing i would like to tell also is about the fact that if you see at an mfa level a lot of the things that are done are voluntarily done even yeah. right from the committee members to everyone they're on a voluntary basis they don't really get even paid an yeah. honorarium for their work so what happens is uh, one realizes the fact that you need more people if it's voluntary based right right i mean everyone's not accountable because for a fact that they're not getting paid yeah. so everyone's taking time out of whatever their schedule is and giving it out for the sport so you may need more and more people if if this is the same model that gets adopted for the next many years then we will need more and more people coming in and chipping in their time or probably chipping in their resources so that then it becomes more easier for work things to get done hmm. so that's one thing i thought i think probably i'll request everyone if they have time to come to the association maybe on a weekend or uh, i mean association as in neville de souza ground or yeah. the cooperage ground on a weekend or a weekday and see how they can contribute to the sport growing maybe they can do refereeing or maybe they can be part of the volunteering team or maybe they can be part of the administrative team uh, anything that they actually would want to contribute to again for a fact that mfa doesn't really have uh, that you know corpus or use corpus to hire a lot of people hmm. but they are they are open to hiring the number of uh, personnel that they have hired in the last many years or we have hired has considerably increased yeah. but it's still not enough i would say we need more people to come in and work and also more people to come in and volunteer right like how it's in japan or many other countries as well where people actually come in and volunteer yeah so sometimes you have parents coming in and doing refereeing which is hmm. fantastic because that actually saves cost on the referees unfortunately here it's not done it, it mm. doesn't happen so we need a referee a linesman another referee a fourth referee a physio these are again all costs First, yeah. but at the same time how do we absorb these costs ensuring that still the entry fee remains at a lower cost it's affordable for all is a challenge mm. so every year we face that challenge but we're trying to kind of resolve it over the next few years so i've heard this like i think many other state associations are run on an honorary thing and there's nothing much coming that they are taking home uh, rather and it's more of yes uh, passion or whatever that they are trying to do whatever is in their capacity so how do you think how can state associations get their investment where does that come does the government play a role or does the private sector play a role where do you see that state associations technically i mean investment wise it's not like they'll get investment yeah. from somebody they have to create properties right which actually assets which actually help them hmm. so for example if they're able to create a stadium of their own with stands which we are doing at navel right now with yeah. the stands that's getting created outside uh, if there is ticketing that comes in maybe merchandise maybe yeah. uh, we'll have to create some sort of digital assets as well probably yeah. the website has to become more better uh tickers on the website advertisement on the website advertisement uh, on all the playing jerseys these yeah. are some ideas that need to be implemented and is that being discussed it is, is being, being discussed yes uh, but then there are again 
the progress is slow yeah to be honest so it has this progress has to fasten up or hasten up because that is the only way this will get implemented it can get implemented in the next few years but as i said uh, the progress is relatively slow hmm. which i feel with discussions and con- again and again putting those points will make will hasten up the process right but the good thing is there is intent hmm. uh, even though the progress is slow everyone in the committee is ha- having that intent of actually developing uh, only thing is they'll have to give more time towards it and okay. it requires a lot of uh, going to a lot of companies going to a lot of sponsors talking to them creating those sort of contacts and then you know all of these things need to be done this is not being done on a regular basis this has to be done and that is the way uh, things can progress uh what is the next like we are almost ending the year i mean just a couple of weeks away and uh, what is it for you personally because you also entered the field of i mean you know the managerial role for a club that's playing in volleyball league right uh they were they are defending champions and a prominent side uh how are you kind of managing things across these different levels and what is next for you in the coming year see basically firstly it's actually my company that handles amdabad defenders uh, which is sportco right and uh, we have a team that runs it so kind of it helps me to kind of ensure that i'm able to manage the workload uh, for me on a personal level this year has been uh, pretty much a very good learning i got a chance to be the manager for the mumbai team then the maharashtra team in football yeah followed it up with uh, the amdabad defenders which i was already since a few years so on a personal level i felt this year i got to learn a lot of things under many coaches their style of you know philosophy or their style of uh, play and all of those things mm. also something that i got to learn from them uh, also i personally feel that uh, uh, there are many things i could ac- accomplish on right. a personal level that i could do this year uh, on a professional front in terms of say the ypl or something i would probably want to do it even more better in the years to come yeah uh, but it's it's still a work in progress so i'm not really very disheartened about it but as i said on a personal level on a professional level i'm pretty pretty satisfied with this year with the mumbai team especially i would like to you know state this or quote this thing that happened is the fact that we've been doing ypl for the last 4 years and the, now we've kind of seen the fruits of doing the league mm. the uva president league yeah. uh, where we had our players in the under 15 category last year playing around 30 matches of 70 to 90 minutes each and uh, they were coming in with a lot of uh, minutes under their belt so when they played the district league mumbai won all their matches they scored uh, a whooping 25 goals and they conceded zero mm-hmm. which is incredible yeah. for the under 15 team i mean i'm lot of the credit goes to even samir my who was the coach for the team alongside yeah. me from mumbai city but uh, what i felt is that really showed the ability of our players at the top level even for example when maharashtra under 15 when we had gone to odisha and agi from thane yeah. city was the coach Uh, along with parag what we realized is there as well if you see for example the players whom we had we had a very considerably very young team because the district competition was for the 2009 and 10 born and uh, the national football championship or the nfc that happened was for 2008 and 2009 born okay so uh, it was basically a change in the birth you know the age category later yeah. on but then we had a discussion and we also suggested us that you go with a young team and let's see what happens we won against karnataka in the first game and uh, we narrowly missed out on qualification against jharkhand we lost 1-0 so we felt that in that too they got a penalty in the 44th minute but we realized that our players actually have the potential and because of the continuous game time now they are getting at the structure it's changing yeah 
and it's not a change that can happen in about a year but it's a change that happening in the last 2 3 years right. i think this will only get better because the more matches these players play across the year probably around 30 to 35 games cumulative in a calendar year for sure they will improve and that's already happening yeah. so i think that was one of the learnings i had that you no know, things things take time it's not that uh, in football specifically and everyone looks at quick results probably okay now we are doing this tournament what is the result yeah. now we realize okay ypl happened from 2018 19 20 21 was a break 21 22 we started ypl again 21 22 uh, most of the other districts hadn't started their youth league hmm. so uh, we had a you know you could probably say a lead yeah. over the other districts and that actually resulted in a better uh, showcase when we right. played in a district competition so that is something we we kind of understood and realized and it's going to only become better and as you mentioned the we are into a new year now what's what's next for siddharth also what can we expect from cfci so one of the things for i'll answer cfci first and then probably go to myself and uh, so at cfci uh, we are playing the elite division this year uh, i mean we're doing decently well probably we're looking at a top 5 top 6 kind of a finish uh, after that maybe the next year we want to better it up uh at a cfci front we would want to expand our academies go to you know widen our horizon go to more places we've been working very closely with the ratnagiri district football association in konkan area where we're trying to find more players from right. probably rural areas too we want to widen our horizon we want to reach out to as many players as possible uh maybe a few more academies we want to build and also we are looking actively at gujarat as one of the other potential areas where we can find talent so we may expand to gujarat on a on a on a serious note and uh, that's what we would want to do on a cfcf run on a personal level of course uh, i would want to as i say uh, probably strengthen the structure at the youth level even more yeah. especially the progression of players or you know uh, identification of players from ypl to a senior team has to become more better yeah. so i would want probably the under 17 players who are playing ypl uh, they should at age 18 or 19 end up playing the elite division it's it's very much required because what is happening is uh, you i personally feel and i know many may not agree with me on this probably but i personally feel that you know after 25 or 26 playing the elite division is probably not with an ambition to make a career in yeah. the sport it's just to probably just the fact that they enjoy the game and sustain yeah. i'm not against them playing but i would personally want all the elite teams as much as possible to give uh, youngsters around the age group 18 19 20 21 a chance to play we really yeah. need to lessen the age that plays in the top tier absolutely because we can't really have a player making his debut at the topmost tier in mumbai football it is 24 it's too yeah. late he's missed yeah. the bus yeah so probably i would want it to come down somewhere as young as 17 18 hmm. i know it's it's little difficult but it has to happen because you see world across across the world you see players making a debut you know yeah. right from the topmost talent making debuts for you know clubs you know at 17 18 16 yeah. and in india another one one of one of my players in the school where i kind of coach sometimes he asked me a very interesting question he told me that you know what sir i am 14 right now and he played for maharashtra yeah and uh, i was very intrigued by the question he asked me he told me i am 14 right now and uh, why is it that i have to wait till 20 to play elite why can't i play it at 17 or 16 yeah. why is it that i have to then why why is it that uh, he he mentioned phil foden for example making a debut uh, so early on in his age and why can't i be a phil foden for india why why do i need to wait till 18 or 19 to make a debut and that has to fasten yeah i mean i understand if he's not part of an aiff elite academy or if he's not part of a, a development center or something like he has to still find a way to somehow force him into the scheme of things by 18 19 so that india has a potential player at 2021 and then he gets at least 10 or 12 years of 
you know a footballing career that he can look forward to yeah. because right now if you see even the average age for players making debut is 24 25 then they may get an injury or something and then yeah. they don't really have enough years to play yeah that's something that has to improve yeah no i think it absolutely makes sense and i think it's a very good note to end on yes it's a question that we're ending on but for those who are listening to this i think the larger perspective of the indian football audience and i like to believe that there are more than just fans listening to the show there are many kind of people different kind of stakeholders uh it's a very valid question for a young man to, for a young boy to ask that why do i have to wait for so many years and if he's good enough if he's play the district why i think also having a robust scouting system is also a need of the hour Correct. where everyone kinds of comes and sees you know there's potential there is talent but there's also needs to be someone spotting those talent Correct. to tell the other guys so hopefully with all the developments that happened in the recent times and with all your work and hard work effort that you're putting in personally uh will bear fruit i think it's a slow process we really have to trust the process here True. um and make sure we're all doing what we can do in that in the meantime but sadat thank you so much this was i think maybe like a, it can be read as a teaser or a trailer for the big movie kind of a thing <laughs> but i feel uh, this was a very good elaborative brief you can call it whatever a great episode to just uh even if you're touching the surface level but we get an understanding of what cfci are doing what you are doing and how the mumbai football is shaping up Uh, with different categories and different leagues so thank you so much thank again you. for taking time and uh, doing this with me thank you thank you really appreciate it had a fun time thanks yeah uh to all the lovely listeners this was sudas babapati i hope you enjoyed the episode so please do like uh and share yeah it's not on youtube but you can you can like it uh, you can also add it to your library uh share with people your friends so everyone who wants to know about mumbai football i think this is the episode that you should be sharing we are available on all the audio leading platforms so thank you once again i think we have one more episode before we uh, break for the year so i will keep my wishes for the next episode thank you so much sudas once again and thank you very much